Joe Kissel takes control of your paperless office. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is brought to you by the Mac Voices Slack, available to all patrons of Mac Voices. Sign up today at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, I've been looking forward to this particular interview, this particular project for a while. Um, so first, before we get into that, I'm going to welcome Joe Kissel back to Mac Voices. Joe, great to have you as always. Nice to be here. Thank you. So Joe, this time we're talking about take control of your paperless office, fourth edition. Right on. And, and I've been dying to, to, to have you finish this and find out what I need to know now, because one of the, I think it was the second edition of this book was sort of my personal guide to implementing paperlessness. Is that a word? I guess. Um, in in sure. my life, um, as far as guiding me through what software, what hardware I needed, and some of the procedures. And so now I'm, and I've been using that seamlessly for a, I'm not going to say how long, but a very long time. Um, so now I'm anxious to know what's new, what I may need to change, or if I can still use my current workflow to best effect. Um, and I'm sure there's a whole lot more to talk about, given that this is a fourth edition. There's so much. There's so much. So um, I, I, will, I will just I will just say uh, in, in, in the take control books world, we like to generally keep on top of things. We like to have our books all up to date or pretty close to up to date. And uh, due to life events, some of our books have fallen a little far behind, and this was one of them. Um, this book, the previous edition, the third edition, came out in 2017. It's been more than six years, and uh, and I'm sorry. Like I, I hate for my books to go very far out of sync with reality, and this was one of those times. There are other times I'm working on it, but um, this is this is one of those ones that I just like. I felt ashamed to still sell it given how um how outdated it was and uh when i started revising it i'm like wow wow so much has changed there's a chapter toward the beginning of the book just for people like you people who maybe read a previous edition of the book got their paperless office kind of cooking years ago and they just want to know, okay, now what? Do, do I need to change anything? What might I need to change? What other factors should I consider? So I do have that. I should probably first say that if everything is working for you and you're happy and your desk is not covered with a pile of papers, which as far as I can tell, mine certainly isn't, um, then, <laughs> Then you know, keep on doing your thing. I, I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm very much a, a don't fix it if it ain't broke kind of guy. Uh, however, if you've been feeling like I never quite got this happening the way I should, or I'm really interested to know what new opportunities there might be out there and new hardware, or new software or there's just some piece of your paperless office that isn't working, then that chapter will really help you. And if you have not started on this journey at all, 
then just read the whole book, and, except for that chapter, and and we'll get you sorted out. Um, I think, and I can't, I can't, I don't have X-ray vision, but I think you are still using the uh, Fujitsu ScanSnap IX500. Is that an accurate statement? That is an accurate statement. It has served me well, and except for the little paranoid hiccup uh, when they weren't updating the software and. Which yes. caused me I, not to upgrade my system software on that particular Mac. Um, it's been running just terrific. I remember those dark days. Thankfully, they're behind us. Um, so that's that's a great scanner. I have one of those too, right down here. And uh, there was a point when I realized that the, the paper feed wasn't feeding well, and so I bought some replacement rollers. And just they popped out the old ones, popped in the new ones, and it's been great since then. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy with this. It, it meets my needs. It does what I need to do. I, I have looked at some newer models and I kind of go, Ooh, but they, the things that they can do, which we will get to in a moment are not quite tempting enough for me yet. But one thing that I realized as soon as I started working on this, uh, this update was that, uh, this, Fujitsu ScanSnap scanner that I have is now an anachronism because Rico bought Fujitsu's scanner business. So it is now a Rico ScanSnap scanner. It still, it still has the Fujitsu logo on it. And basically nothing changed. The scanners continued to be the same and the software continued to be the same. But uh, the ScanSnap line is now owned by Rico, which previously had their own line of scanners. So now they have two lines of scanners or, or three. They have a bunch of different scanner product lines. So that's, that's a thing to be aware of. But uh, so new scanners and old scanners being killed is sort of one thing that's new in the paperless office. Uh, lots of software changes is another thing that has happened. Lots of changes to the cloud and services and whatnot is, is in there. But also just kind of how the world has changed. And maybe we'll, we'll get to that too, because how, you know, modern expectations about just how stuff works has 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 definitely influenced what I'm saying about the paperless office. But let's uh, let's start if if we can with the hardware. So I uh, at one time I had this online uh, appendix that listed every kind of consumer grade document scanner that I could find and a table of you know features compared and prices and where to buy it on Amazon, all those things. And uh, when I started updating this book, I'm like, oh, shoot, I haven't even looked at that thing that I was supposed to keep updated <laughs> in six years. <laughs> Oops. Um, and when I started looking at like all the scanners that I had listed back then, the great majority of them no longer exist. And uh, all the manufacturers that I had talked about before now have tons and tons of new scanners. And then there are several new manufacturers that have gotten into the document scanner uh, area. And it's just, it's amazing to me. You go to some, some uh, scanner maker, whether it's Ricoh or it's Canon or Epson or Brother or whoever, 
And you expect, well, they might have one or two or three scanner models, but no, they'll have like six. They'll have a dozen. They'll have just like, and it's like, this one is the base model, but then you have this one, which is like the base model, but it has an extra button. And this one is like that, except it also has Wi-Fi. And this is like that one, except it also has a touchscreen. They have like all these just like really tiny um, differentiations between the scanner models, uh, which I think is super excessive, especially when they only differ by like, you know, $50 in price from one model to the next. But anyway, there's a, there's a huge, huge range of, of new scanners out there. One thing that hasn't changed, which is, which is good, is the price. They still cost around the same as they did six years ago, you know, give or take. Uh, you might, you're still going to pay more for a faster scanner. You're still going to pay more for a, a scanner with um, lots of bells and whistles. But generally, if you have three to $500 or so, you can get a really, really nice document scanner that you'll be uh, quite happy with. Weirdly though, another one of the things that has not changed is the resolution. Almost like 95% of all consumer grade desktop document scanners still scan at 600 DPI. They tend to be a little bit faster than they were, but uh, the resolution has not increased. More scanners now than before have built-in Wi-Fi. A lot of them have touchscreens. And when you have the combination of Wi-Fi and a touchscreen in your scanner, what that sometimes means is that scanner can scan stuff directly to cloud storage, whether that's cloud storage provided by the manufacturer or like Dropbox or Google Drive or what have you. And so you don't necessarily have to have it hooked up to a computer at all. And in some cases, not only can a scanner send a document directly to the cloud, but can also perform OCR on that document in the cloud. So it's not like you have to install software on your Mac to, uh, to do the OCR. So um, that's, that's one of the trends. For me, I don't care because my scanner is right here <laughs> and, I, I like running my own software. I, I don't want to put all of my scans in the cloud. I want to put my scans personally. I like putting them in DevonThink. Now you can put them in the finder. You can put them in some other document manager. You can do what you want with them. Uh, my personal preference is to use DevonThink. So for me, the extra stuff on the scanners isn't that appealing, but uh, I wouldn't mind having a faster document scanner, some little, you know, extra paper guides for the receipts and business cards and things like that. Uh, some of the some of the scanners now have uh, a little pass through area where instead of like the paper, instead of going like down in a kind of J shape, it goes straight through. And that way you can accommodate thicker originals like a like a card, like a laminated card or a credit card or something, or some of them even will, will scan passports, like things that are thick and, and rigid. So I, I, I would use that from time to time. That's nice. Um, but that's kind of that's kind of where scanners are. There's a, a category of scanner that I only kind of mentioned in passing last time around, and this time I spend more time talking about it. And that is the overhead book scanner. Now I have one, but I can't <laughs> I can't move the camera to show you, but 
um, there's there's a there's a base, and then there's an arm that comes up, and another arm that goes across, and that that arm has a, one or more downward pointing cameras and usually some lights. So you put a, an open book or magazine or something down on your desktop, and you press a button or a foot pedal or what have you, and uh, the overhead camera snaps a picture of it. Then you flip page, another picture, flip page, another picture. So if you need to scan things that uh, uh, can't can't be sheet fed and that you might damage them if you put them in uh, a flatbed scanner and then you know, put the lid down or uh, they're too big for a flatbed scanner, uh, these overhead book scanners have become uh, a big, big category with lots of different choices. And there are also lots more choices for portable scanners, like either portable, like they, they just sit on your desktop, but you, then you put them in your computer bag and you go, or uh, really portable as in their little one shaped things that you sort of scan over the page. So there are lots of those. So I talk about all that stuff. I talk about all the new scanners, all the new scanner features and why you might want to consider a new model. But again, I go back to don't, don't get a new model just because it's shiny. If you have one and it's meeting your needs and it's fast enough, you're, you're still okay. Okay, C couple quick questions here before yeah. we move on. Um, yeah. One of them is a personal question, but I think it applies to anyone that implemented your the, the procedures in your book. And that is, Devin, think, am I, am I incorrect in saying, because now it's been a, quite a while since I set it up, but am I incorrect in saying that Devin Think will, if you scan things into that, that that will do OCR on those documents? Yes. Yes. And I'm, I'm glad you asked about that because um, we'll, we'll talk about OCR in a minute. When you scan a document, you don't just want a picture of it. You want to know what actual text is on the page. That's what makes it useful. And when I first wrote like the first edition of this book, which I don't even remember when that was, but a long, long time ago, um, getting OCR to happen was sometimes a bit of a chore. And it was like, oh, that's a, you know, you need to buy special software and it's specially expensive and it takes some work to set it up. So you, you do want that to happen one way or another. And one of the ways that you can get that to happen is to just tell your scanners software, send all my incoming scans directly to DevonThink. Assuming you have the pro, uh, sorry, the, what are they calling it now? The pro or the server edition of DevonThink, which are a little bit stand, more than the standard edition. Um, it has a very, very nice, built-in OCR capability that's based on Abbey Fine Reader Pro. And it can recognize the text and make a searchable PDF for you. And it's very highly configurable. And so that's that's a dandy option. Um, I'll, I'll have more to say about OCR in a minute, but let me, I'll, I'll let you finish finish your questions first. Okay, well, thank you because yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's, and, and and I will put in a plug for Devon Think. I think Devon Think A is a phenomenal program that I've barely tapped the the, the surface on its capabilities, but it really keeps my, all my documents organized. So that said, I can recommend a free book on it. I, I I've heard something about that. Um, but the other question, and I feel like I have to ask this one because everything you said up to this point has been document scanners. But I feel like the iPhone has been strangely absent from uh, consideration. 
Is it a consideration as a, a replacement for a document scanner? So I, I do talk about iPhone scanning apps quite a bit in the book. And uh, there are lots of them. And even to a limited extent, even something like notes can scan. So yeah, you position the, you take a picture and it sort of straightens out the picture and kind of crops the edges and, and performs OCR on it. So yeah, you can, you can absolutely scan a page or two with an iPhone. And if you need to scan something when you're on the go, or if your scanner breaks or whatever, nothing wrong with doing that. But a uh, cu couple of comments about scanning with an iPhone or an Android phone or uh, an iPad or whatever, or even digital camera. Even first one is, is picture quality. So even though the iPhone cameras are really good, you're because you're never going to get the lighting perfect or the angle perfect. And because that software that sort of straightens things out is never going to be perfect. The image quality will never be as good as it would be with a dedicated scanner. So there's, there's that. And you can also get higher resolution with a dedicated scam scanner. <laughs> Almost said scammer. Um, that's a different category. Yeah. Uh, that aside, I frequently get stacks of double-sided documents that I need to scan. Oh, here's a 10-page double-sided thing. I gotta, I'm gotta, i going to pop that in my scanner, push a button, zip, 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 zip. And, you know, 30 seconds later, I've got, you know, dozens of double-sided pages scanned. Now, you want to do that with an iPhone? You can first side of first page. Click. Okay. Flip it over. Click. Next page. Repeat. Um, so, like, it's, I'm saying it's tedious. So, if you're scanning a single page now and then, no big deal. But if you're scanning a lot of pages, or if you're scanning double-sided pages, or both, or if you need super high quality, then something like the iPhone camera is, is going to let you down. At, at best, it's going to be a lot more time-consuming and a lot more tedious than using a real scanner. So it's not that you can't do it. It's that what I'm teaching in this book is not just about the technology, but about the workflow, how I get from big, ugly stack of papers to, ah, I can, I don't have papers and I can find anything I need quickly and easily with the least amount of aggravation and pain. This is a theme we might come back to in a few minutes. So I'm, I'm all about eliminating hassles and work and pain. And for me, pushing one button and letting a scanner do its thing is way less pain than you know, tediously snapping dozens of pictures with a, a phone camera. First of all, I, I would agree completely. And if you if if there's any doubt about it, yeah, I could probably snap a picture of my credit card bill, and that'd be fine, even if it's a couple pages. But the double sided thing is that's the killer, because more yeah. and more, and to their credit, more and more companies are putting putting things on both sides to save 
postage and safe paper. And, and this assumes, of course, that you're still getting all your receipts by paper, which that's a whole other discussion. Yes, but, it is. Um, you know, the, yeah, the double sided thing is, is it. Um, I mean, just yesterday, I got a statement um, from a, a, I'll call it a service provider that was 25 pages. Okay, so that means 50 sides. Right. Um, and so instead, I just stuck it in there, like you said, hit the button and went and did something else until it was finished. Right on. So, so um, if if I may, because <laughs> I have a lot to say, um, I'd like to move on to software. Please. One of the requests that I got repeatedly from our customers since the last edition of the book is, okay, thank you for covering all this paperless office stuff for Mac, but I also use Windows. Maybe I only use Windows or I use Windows at work and Mac at home or whatever it may be. Um, could you possibly expand the book to cover Windows software? So I said, let's do that. So a lot of what has uh, been added to the book is stuff that covers how you do things in Windows and apps that will do similar kinds of things in Windows to what we've talked about uh, for the Mac. So for example, um, DevonThink is a Mac-only product. There isn't anything quite like it on Windows. There are things that are sort of a little bit like it in ways. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and there, there are some things in Windows that uh, there, there aren't quite Mac equivalents to as well. So I talk about things like document manager type apps and OCR apps uh, for Windows as well as for Mac and some of the different you know ways you might approach the process. Thankfully, the vast majority of scanners and the software that they include work on both Mac and Windows. So you you could, depending on what software you have chosen and what scanner you chose, you could have exactly the same experience on Windows. Now, sometimes a, a manufacturer will say, okay, here's our bundled software and this works on Mac and this works on Windows. So, you know, that, that happens. Uh, so, so sometimes Windows users will get more or better choices than Mac users do. But I just wanted to say, you know, for starters, um, if you happen to be a Windows user instead of, or in addition to a Mac, uh, there's, there's stuff in this version of the book that will help you. Uh, what I've noticed though, is that not only has, has the OCR software gotten better and cheaper, but you know, it used to be that for a scanner manufacturer to bundle OCR software was like a premium thing. This made, you know, this is a big deal because now you can actually, you know, search the text of your scan documents. It's it's not a big thing anymore. It now it's it's table stakes. And not only is it table stakes, but scanner manufacturers don't even want to make you go through the bother of installing an extra bundled app. What they want is for you to open up your settings for your scanner and just say, click searchable PDF, and you're done. And so the scanner driver itself, as as it's in the process of of creating an image out of your out of your page, will just say, "Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and and recognize the text on this, spit out a searchable PDF, and and you're done." So most scanner developers 
includes software that literally makes it a matter of a checkbox to get OCR. And if you don't like their OCR, if it's not configurable enough for you or not high enough quality, or you just want to use something else, fine. You can usually use some bundled software or something like DevonThink or another document manager or another PDF editor that has its own um, OCR capabilities. But uh, but you, you have you have more choices. And this is, again, a matter of making less work and less hassle for you. So I, I appreciate that. I still like the quality and the configurability I get from DevonThink better, but it's, it's nice to know that if I didn't have that, I could just check a box and, and I'd be done. So that's one thing that's changed. There has been some OCR software that has disappeared, some that has gotten much better, some new entrants. Uh, so I talk about like the range of options, which might include bundled software or might include something else that you add. I also talk about apps for editing PDFs and app, you know, document managers and apps for searching uh, through PDFs. So there's a great, great expansion to uh, what I say about software. But the, the overall theme is that OCR is, is just becoming a lot easier and that's, that's very good. There are, there are generally more options to choose from, and uh, you get to experiment and, and pick out what you like best. Now, um, besides the you know expanded range of software and the Windows options, there there is one other change I've made to my coverage of software, which is I cut out about ten pages of the book. Back in the olden days, when Getting OCR to happen well was a big deal that required extra software. Sometimes that extra software wouldn't have built-in OCR capabilities. Like you could get your scanner to send a document to an app and it would open in that app, but then if you wanted it to actually perform OCR and save the document and close it, you had to do that manually. So to solve that problem, I wrote all these elaborate Apple scripts and I said, okay, here's how you set up a folder with an Apple script folder action so that when your scan goes in here, it triggers the Apple script and it opens your app and it imports the document and does the scan and saves and you know, all that stuff. Uh, I cut out all that uh, be because <laughs> number one, it would have taken me another week to update all those Apple scripts to work with the newest versions of the software. And I didn't want to do that. But most importantly, because Really, nobody needs to do that anymore. Make your life easier. Check the box. <laughs> or, or you know, use some other free or inexpensive app that will do the job, maybe not as wonderfully or perfectly as something else you're using before, but really, you don't want to have this, this elaborate, fragile setup where every new update to the operating system or uh, new app update is going to break something. You want to have something that is easy and solid. So make your life easier and don't go through those hoops anymore. 
this just strikes me, and, and I don't want to take us off on a tangent, but this strikes me as just a great example of why every so often you need to relook at things and and see what else is out there because there are so many, there's been so many improvements. Just what you're saying in hardware and software, they may not all be for you, may not be necessary based on your needs, but the fact that they're there and a lot of these hoops that you had to jump through have disappeared is is encouraging. Joe is back in the next edition of Mac Voices to finish up our conversation about the newest edition of Take Control of Your Paperless Office. We get into new software, new workflows, and go way beyond just scanning your paper documents and getting rid of them. That's next time on Mac Voices. I hope you'll join us. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.